So welcome to episode two, everybody. So unfortunately, because of the situation with coronavirus, and if many of you have seen the news, you know that it's basically ground zero, I had to get, get the heck out of Dodge, as many other people did. I'm sure lots of people I know have gone to second homes, they've gone to families, whatever they've done. Basically what happened was over a week ago, I was posting on Facebook about my situation and being in New York and having bought all this food stockpiled and having prep and everything. And my sister said, no, you don't have to feel like you can't come to North Carolina. You come to see us now. And my mom's like, I don't want you in New York all by yourself. So get your butt down here. So basically the next morning, Sunday morning, I boarded an Amtrak train wearing a face mask with pretty much no other people on that train. We actually managed to do social distancing all the way to North Carolina to get on that train and travel to North Carolina. I actually did some Facebook Live videos showing my experience being on this train, being in Penn Station at 7.06 in the morning. I actually took an Uber to get there and I was wearing a face mask. Made sure to be very, very careful. So I got down here to North Carolina. I've been here over eight days now. So far, I haven't had anything other than probably minor allergies since kind of get that in general. I actually have been quarantining myself for the most part since earlier this month. Well, earlier in March, actually, because I had a cold and I was like, I don't want to be like the lawyer who spread it far and wide to everyone. So I'm keeping my butt at home. I think our catchphrases for 2020 are going to be wash your damn hands and stay your ass at home. That's what it's going to be. So those of you who have traveled far and wide to whatever location, hopefully you have been quarantining yourself and kind of sticking to your quarantine mates, whoever they may be. That you're not going out in public, and if you are going out in public, wear a damn mask. I wore a mask to go to Walmart and saw people wearing various things. I even saw a dude in a gas mask. My sister and I found this interesting. In fact, some guy coughed behind us and his friend yells coronavirus, and I said, even in times of crisis, some people can keep their sense of humor. And believe you me, it's important to have a sense of humor. That's kind of the reason I'm doing this, in fact, is to kind of keep my sanity, sort of amuse myself, amuse others, kind of make observations, what I'm seeing, what I'm doing, and all this. I've heard the picture has not been too good in New York, but I'm trying to talk to friends. I'm trying to kind of get a handle on what's really going down rather than just reading the media stories, getting terrified, all that good stuff. Because I have seen all kinds of stuff. And basically, this is not a time to be a panicked person. It's not time to be afraid. It's not time to pull the BC, the PC bullshit. Not time to pull the woke nonsense either. This is a time to help people. This is a time to overlook that crap and realize, hey, we're all human. Any of us could die. Any of us could get sick. And it's not a good thing to be a selfish jerk either. So stay your ass at home. Wash your damn hands, okay? So one thing I found interesting is I was at the Walmart a few days ago having to buy clothes for warmer weather because it was in the 80s on Saturday. I had no shorts at all. It was 35 degrees when I left New York, so I had my heavy coat on. Had my laundry, made sure to bring all my underwear. So I was like, okay, I need to get some shorts. I need to get some things. I actually find, found clothes at Walmart. I also was going down one of the aisles and I noticed rope and I noticed tape. And I realized, okay, I wonder how many people are going to get so frustrated with anybody they're quarantining with, family members, roommates, whoever. They're going to tie them. They could tie them up and put tape over their mouths if they really get on their nerves, right? My sister also said something funny because she's got four kids. I've been helping her out and two of her kids are having to do homeschool. And actually, one of them was not paying attention. She's seven years old. My sweet little niece has red hair. Looks just like me. 
Little cutie. She loves messing with my hair and stuff too. I've got pictures of her hairstyles. She even painted my toenails a couple of days ago. And while she's sitting to study and she's not focused, my sister says to her, the difference between your school and this school is that in this school, the teacher can smack you. Yes, North Carolina still is big on corporal punishment. People in my family, there's still corporal punishment going on. So yeah, you can eat it, you little PC. Oh, we're against spanking and all this because that would never fly with my family. They're in the hole. We're going to pop you on the butt if you act up. It's just how it works down here in the South. That's how it goes. I also saw that the church right near my mom's house actually was doing what we could call a drive-in service. It sort of works as a principle of like going to the drive-in movie theater you park your car, you hear a sermon from speakers, that kind of thing, and that's how you're doing your church service. So this church that's located right near my mom's house where you can see the church itself and you can see the pastor and all this was doing this church service. My family heard it. My sister and brother-in-law are like, okay, you can go see that. So I actually went outside and did a Facebook Live, and I'm like, if you're looking for your Sunday morning, your Sunday morning services, your inspiration, here it is right now. You're getting to see a church service live. So here you go. Not only am I doing stuff to kind of give you an observation, I'm also showing you, you can still do services. A lot of the churches down here are also doing online services, which I think is a good thing. There's been a whole big debate about, oh, de Blasio is going to close all the churches, but I'm like, okay, why can't these churches get on the internet? Is de Blasio blocking their internet access? Is he blocking them from doing drive-in services? Is he taking all your alternatives? Because if he is, then yeah, you've got a constitutional complaint right there. If he's not, well... Why don't you get your butt to the internet? Why don't you set up a Zoom meeting? Why don't you put it on Facebook? Why don't you get a stream on your website? Do something, guys. Be creative. It's definitely a time where creativity, adaptability, that stuff's going to help you. Like I'm actually right now thinking to myself, okay, I got to figure out how to make a cloth mask. And we're going to figure this out. I've looked online to try to find a pattern. I have a little bit of sewing skills. Apparently there are some you can do without having sewing skills. So I'm going to go through that, kind of figure out, can I succeed? My big challenge is trying to find if my mother has any scrap material I could use to cut this up. And if I master this, I'm thinking, hmm, I could probably do this for all the family members because now apparently the CDC says you should wear a mask at all times instead of, oh, don't wear one unless you're sick. I've been wearing one anyway because I've had facial masks for many, many years ago. And I swear I went to Jagged Little Pill on March 4th and I was the only person in the entire theater who had a mask on. It was kind of funny. I was also one of the few people taking the subway wearing the mask. I haven't seen many videos and things like that of things going on in New York, but I've just been talking to people and they say it is completely surreal. One person described it as a war zone. <laughs> so we will see how privacy goes in the next few days, because when you're quarantined with seven other people, you're definitely not getting a lot of privacy, especially when four of those people are minor children, although one of them is a teenager, so he's got his own room, he's not around that much. One of them is a one-year-old, so you're definitely not getting as much privacy, not getting as much quiet. I have relatives who have three essential jobs between them. Two relatives, three essential jobs. So I've done my best to kind of keep myself separate. Their attitude is, well, if we get sick, we get sick. So what are we going to do about it? They've not exactly gone into situations and done stupid crap like having gatherings and so forth. Although my sister had a birthday party for my niece and I just social distanced away from anybody who didn't live in the household, had a mask on outside. It was outside. It was only my brother-in-law's parents and I think his aunt. But I was still like, okay, why is she having this party? These people know I've come from New York. It's this whole big thing down here. Pretty much if you're going anywhere now, 
Why the hell didn't you go weeks before? I still wonder to myself, why didn't Cuomo and de Blasio put lockdowns on these places when we were doing shelter in place? I don't really get that. It's bizarre. But I haven't had a temperature. I pretty much never have a fever at all, and I'll know if I'm sick. So I haven't really had anything. I've just kind of been observing. It's like, okay, we're spending quality time with family. I like to think there are going to be some positive outcomes from this. For instance, let's make the world a little more of, you know, suited to introverts. Because I think if you're an introvert, you're going to survive this just fine. Let's have a little more modern technology. Let's say, for instance, cutting out certain idiotic bureaucracies. Apparently, anybody trying to call for unemployment, at least in New York and North Carolina, they simply have not figured out how to fix that system so people can efficiently call, get their claims processed, get that stuff taken care of. I don't know why New York is making you go through the rigmarole of having to call them if you're self-employed and they're never going to give you any money anyway, only to probably make you do another federal application to do the pandemic assistance, which you are qualified to do. So for me, it's like, why do we need these extra steps? I'm probably going to actually call politicians and complain, but that's something, that's a whole other story. And you should totally do that if you are having an issue. I actually find that works really well. In fact, years ago, we were going to have Fios at my apartment. We'd been told for years and years and years, oh, we're going to have Fios. Oh, you're going to have Fios. Oh, soon we're getting Fios. We heard this for a good five years or so at the place I was living at in Queens. Then Hurricane... Then I think Irene had hit, and anytime it was raining, our phone line went down. So then they had told us, oh no, you have to wait till Fios comes in and we can't fix your problem. So basically we had this whole issue and I called customer service. I ended up going to a community board meeting and it turned out the president of the community board was having the same issue with Verizon. And then somebody else had told me, well, you could call the federal, there's like some commission you could contact. I contacted local officials and then Eventually, like not long after I did this, and finally we had somebody from the executive customer service team who got someone who indeed fixed the problem. But a few months after that, somebody came to our house and they were like, oh, you have Fios now. So then we ended up getting Fios, but then I got divorced, so had to leave. We had to cancel that account because it was in my name. So <laughs> worked my butt off to get Fios in that little segment of Queens, and then I no longer got to benefit from it anymore. One thing I will tell you is that I'm definitely grateful this did not happen this did not happen six years ago. Six years ago, I would have been screwed in this situation. And I'm kind of imagining to myself how many people are in the situation I was in six years ago and they want to get a divorce so badly and they want to get the heck out of where they're staying right now, but it's just so awful. And because of the virus, they can't leave and they have to shelter in place, but they got to deal with this asshole. You have to wonder in the end whether some people are going to end up dead because of this. I really wonder. I'm sure you will too. But in the meantime, try to keep your sanity. Stay safe. If you can get, if you didn't get out of New York City a few weeks ago, I'm like, what the heck is wrong with you? You need to just shelter down, get your stuff, keep your butt inside, wash your damn hands, all that stuff. I'd be respectful of people who are doing the essential jobs because they're really taking on the Lord's work, if you will. And let's just say they totally are taking on the Lord's work, especially the healthcare providers. My mom actually is dealing, working at a mental health center. She also has a night job at UPS. I have another friend in Long Island who has a night job at UPS. <laughs> I have another friend who's dealing with distribution and stocking for a grocery store. There's people doing all kinds of stuff. So yeah, basically... If you're not going to help, get the heck out of the way. That's my stance.
it looks like I may no longer have privacy to do this podcast, so I'm going to end it here and hope you have a good evening, good day, and what have you. And keep your keep your butt inside, wash your damn hands. That's all.